We're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. I'm joined by the fine foes here of Night of the Bastard. We have Christian Ackerman, co-writer and producer, returning to the show with a... Hello, hello. Uh-oh. I'm hearing my echo. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Chuck Foster, uh, co-writer. Hello. Well, I'm turning off. I had uh, my echo here in the background, and uh, one of me is enough. I don't need to hear myself twice. Yeah. And uh, H- Hannah Pierce is Claire, who I actually have to say this right to uh, begin with. I wasn't sure it was actually uh, who, because you look much different on IMDb than you do in the movie. Yeah, we can we can get into it, but I do. <laughs> right. And Harry Mortensen, Mason in the movie, who also looks much different now. Yeah. <laughs> <at the> Mohawk. <laughs> And so for people not aware yet, could you give them an idea of what Night of the Bastard is about? I think by the name, though, they're going to be excited. Oh, Chuck, do you want to do this one? Uh, Sure. So um, there's a loner living in the desert and uh, some kids happen upon his property to go camping. He kicks them off. They stumble upon a a cult in the desert and uh, havoc ensues. I don't want to give much more away than that. Yeah, there's a big scene right at the beginning, which we don't want to spoil, but I think uh, mm-hmm. near the beginning of the movie, you'll know if this is a movie you're going to uh, be into or not. Right, exactly. For sure. We, we get right into it. Yeah. And so, uh, Hannah, how did you get involved? I, uh, my dear friend, Bonnie Bloomgarden in the band Death Valley Girls, uh, London had originally reached out to her to play the role. And if you know Bonnie at all, hi, Bonnie, I love you. Um, She's the sweetest little darling, squeakiest person and just like shredder lead guitar and vocals person. And she was like, do this and I want to try new things. And then she was like, I got what do you call them? Sides? And then she was like, I don't want to do this. And so she passed it along to me and I sent in a tape and came in for the audition and that was it and you were you were fine with uh everything in the script oh fuck yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and in you know i knew what i was getting they were very clear about what i was getting into obviously i didn't get to read the script until after i got it but even just the the sides and coming in for the audition they were like here's the deal and i was like drop trowel no problem <laughs> and a uh, serious though uh you know that's important for people to know what you know what kind of movie you're getting into be- for everyone involved for the actors and you know and the people making it yeah everybody it was very clear right up front and when we were on set everybody was super respectful we had I don't want to give anything away but before a certain part we had a sort of safety meeting and made sure it was closed set so that I felt complete it felt it was completely professional and I felt super comfortable. And how about yourself, Henry? Um, yeah, I also kind of got involved through um, knowing London through uh, uh, music and, and musician friends. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's how I got involved. Kind of somewhat. I have to admit, you look like you're having a lot of fun playing a, like a real scumbaggy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there were some fun parts, but yeah, no, I remember like reading the script, certain lines and certain parts was kind of like, oh, wow, (laughs) (laughs) want me to do this? Oh man. Okay. So you kind of just had to go like full bore at it to, to pull it off (laughs) because it's just so extreme. 
And so, uh, Chuck and Christian, you guys uh, co-wrote it together. Um, how close is the finished movie to what you guys wrote originally? Pretty damn close, I gotta say. Uh, I was I was surprised. Uh, there's some dialogue changes, and you know that that comes with the territory. Actors come up with stuff on the spot. Usually, is better. So go with it. Um, but the 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 skeleton of the story that that was all very much intact. And I, now, Christian, were you on set for the film? Because I, I found out that I think uh, this is the first time everyone's meeting Chuck. Well, not everyone, but the first time the, the cast here is meeting Chuck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Chuck was in New York. See, I was on I was on set for um, most of it. Yeah. I, I missed the first two days because I had already had a, a, a European trip planned. So. Yeah. And then I came. Well, to set, like, what was the experience like being on? Uh, so you're not directing it, but being on a movie that you wrote. Um it was it was super fun because i uh, just watching especially you know hannah's dial you know watching a couple of scenes with hannah doing this wild dialogue and I'm like, yeah oh man they, oh we actually wrote something kind of cool right there <laughs> was, you know. yeah i was i was gonna say chuck i did every single word that you guys wrote i did not uh, strain one line from what you guys wrote <laughs> i didn't come up with anything new i noticed no no and i i I appreciate that dearly. Yeah. I did. Um, we we really wrote it for that, and we're both really you know we're both into magic. But Chuck's way more knowledgeable. He's ten times smarter than I am, and he he wrote a lot of that juicy dialogue. And you know we kind of put it, bring it back and forth, and touch it up on you know on each other stuff. But um, yeah, it's a, definitely a credit to him on bringing in like the real the real yeah. juice. Well, stuff. that's an interesting thing is a uh, co co writing. How does that actually work? So w one person's better at something than the other, or um hmm. uh we, well yeah probably i don't know possibly i we're both good at different things i mean yeah i didn't want to say one of you were bad at something yeah no i mean we're both uh i don't know we're both bad at some things and <laughs> good at some things but um uh but i don't i i think on this one um i was i think i was a little busy and and i asked chuck to kind of uh, outline a bunch of stuff so he just started outlining and outlining and then we just we just trade the script back and forth and we start filling in the scenes once they're outlined uh and we don't really we stopped writing together many many years ago like it together together uh and then we'll go you know if and we'll just send it back and forth and i'll change what he he has written like you know updates things and and he'll change the scenes that i wrote we'll cut something out for each of us um uh, and that's how we how we really do and then we'll meet you know, maybe once a, a a week on on the phone and talk about things and 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 maybe a new direction the script needs to go and and then get it approved from from each other or from you know from London and Eric and then and then run with it. You know, come to think of it, oh, um, no, nah, it, it, I something just occurred to me with your question: uh, who's better at what? Uh, I know Christian's the one with the heart. Um, you know, you're a very the, heartless man. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm I'm better with the esoteric knowledge, I guess. You know, that's my thing, and and trying to make sure everything is is airtight in that regard. Whereas Christian brings in, um, you know, the characters that that people relate to and things like that. So he, he's very good at that. Where I, I'm oblivious, you know, I don't like people, so I, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I talked to London, he said someone was on set that was like. Um, 
who helped with the actual rituals to like make sure that they oh that was you i, th I actually thought it was you hannah but i yeah. wasn't positive yeah they they were like can we credit you as the occult consultant and i was like absolutely you can yeah. never i, mean, seen I can't think of a really cooler like credit than that yeah yeah i feel like i'm very proud of that credit yeah. i mean you were, you did that for the opening yeah and i also too. uh yeah organized all the ritual stuff for the opening sequence i was there on set for that night yeah, when it was really helpful people. to have you on because otherwise I would have needed to fly Chuck out to help out. <laughs> yeah. with stuff. I mean, I've, I've read Chuck. a ton of I've read a ton of books too, but like Chuck reads, uh, you know, he's read way more. So it's like yeah. I, I was not really uh, would have I wouldn't have been ready to do that. To yeah, it was fun. I also they were like, "Can you tie a knot?" And I was like, "Who can't tie a knot?" But then I realized <laughs> I was also in charge of like tying people up to things. Right, right, right. Like, How do you tie a knot? <laughs> <laughs> that's a little unsettling though if they ask you like can you tie this person up like so they can't get out and you're like yeah absolutely yeah i was like <laughs> no problem yeah <laughs> well what is your background then uh to to be knowledgeable on on uh, these rituals <laughs> um i am part of if you want to talk about it <laughs> I'm, I'm not a satanist okay. you have to believe in the christian god i think to believe in the christian satan um but i grew up in a very uh left-handed path kind of uh environment um a lot of wiccan and earth magic and um i have a lovely group of friends including uh the folks at frankie and the witch fingers high and the folks at twin temple high um and we practice magic together um sigil magic and the like uh they're satanists but also kind of the same where it's like more left-hand path but uh yeah i just kind of i grew up with a very witchy grandmother in a uh kind of a compound situation uh, i think it's and uh, i know a little bit of you know the satanists and um in the boston area in, in salem and a lot of them don't really uh don't believe i would more be atheists i think but they kind of yeah. use it more i want to say political but more like social like commentary in a way or something well yeah it really riles people up so that's fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was at uh just a real side I was at boston underground film festival when they showed uh, i forget the name of the movie it's a documentary about the satanist the church it's a yeah. church hail of satan hail, hail, hail satan right oh, yeah and then yeah. afterwards we all marched down to this chinese restaurant and they had a black mass which everyone get kicked out but then we got little like uh we got little pins that said we survived the black mass of uh the yeah. boston underground did you go to their did you go to their house too i did not but oh, uh okay. I, I know the temple that's what's the temple the yeah temple i got city. to go there a year and a half ago and and take a picture with the stat you know the, the baphomet statue and all that that was a lot of fun yeah that was a good time so yeah, uh the uh oh. director eric bocio is that how you say his last name i'm, I'm sorry Bocchio? Bocchio? i don't know what we'll just call him eric yeah eric b uh had you had you guys worked with him before i hadn't no yeah everyone was super fresh hadn't met chuck anybody he was great though chuck and i knew london um but we i don't know we didn't know eric did we before this uh i met eric at trauma dance with london when they were there with brutal realty okay and that's kind of like the the starting point for all of this honestly um uh, he they were peddling around a short about a, a black metal demon who wanted to quit his life of 
bashing drums and become a real estate broker. And uh, it was, it's pretty funny, very trauma-like. And um, I, you know, got talking to them, reviewed it for Film Threat. And, um, you know, things went from there. And now, uh, Henry, what, like, uh, you said how you got involved, but what, like, interested you in the script or, you know, doing the movie? Um, there's just some, um, even though there's, like, a lot of great uh, sort of classic, um, I don't want to say tropes, but sort of signifiers of, of 70s kind of low budget or grindhouse horror stuff. There's like a, some sort of unexpected turns and elements that, that happen in the story that um, I think make it very compelling. <laughs> and the, the character is kind of interesting and more complex, even the, the evil ones in, in some ways, um, where there's sort of um, depth, depth to them that aren't in the movies that the movie references otherwise. Um, and so even though I actually am not like a huge horror movie buff, um, interviews over, no, <laughs> <laughs> I like like creature stuff, you know, but like slasher stuff and is, you know, not so much my kind of thing usually, but I found the story really, uh, compelling. Yeah. Well, I think that is part of the movie too, is like, obviously there's a lot of graphic stuff that happens, but you, you know, you get to know the people in it. Uh, and I think that is more uh, impactful if you like care about the characters before a bunch of crazy stuff starts happening to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Invested. Exactly. That's a better word for it. So uh, how about you, Hannah? What interested you in Claire? Uh, well, during the audition, um, well, because initially having no context for the couple of scenes that I taped, I was like, what in the fuck is happening? Like, the just some like getting my mouth around the language and and like dinner seg and nine star on the and just trying to like drop into that so during the audition i they're like do you have any questions for us and i was like for me approaching any project or text i always like to ask myself or those who i'm working on it with like why does this story feel important to tell right now like what why is the story important to you that we need to tell it and make it and yeah and they eric and london were just like we love grindhouse we love horror we the opening scene i think really propelled eric to want to make it and so them just being like we want to just all balls to the walls like fuck around find out and make the horror movie that we want to make with no one telling us what to do. And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> Tell me what, about it. What scenes did you audition? I, I don't know. Uh, I auditioned with um, the opening scene where she meets the kids. Okay. Um, and when they first stumble across them. And then after they wake up by the fire right before the ritual. When she's like explaining what's about to happen. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, yeah. And trying to get off. It was great because once I was on set, nothing changed and I was off book for those scenes already, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, but then too, I love playing villains because they never think that they're the villain. So I think that's the best kind of villain. Yeah, yeah. So for me, Claire, like was kind of the hero and like her her like we were you know in the process of like saving the world in our own way and so it was really fun to find like 
find all the places in the text that like mm -hmm. give her reasons to to keep pushing forward and to put the pressure on and to justify why she's there in a way that's not like because fuck you i'm awesome and hail satan it was like she had like a really really grounded reasons for why she was there and she, to her she was a good guy so that was fun <laughs> yeah and i mentioned before we went live um you look much different on imdb than you do in the film yes i um uh, i thought maybe you were a nurse at first when i was looking at oh it. no that was from i did like a made for tv movie one of those like a dingo stole my baby or whatever <laughs> and i played a nurse like just sort of randomly like a two-day shoot um i am naturally blonde and for the purposes of the film they asked me to dye my hair dark dark brown so it's been growing out over the past year or so um i had to come in in a wig for the audition so they could see how i looked brunette and they said uh you can wear a wig on set and i was like in the desert i'll dye my hair <laughs> i was like i will surely die <laughs> so uh so yeah i've been i've i am naturally blonde and i've been rocking the that brunette life uh dean in the chat room says he digs a clockwork orange shirt and he also says that henry has a hell of a mustache so, uh, thank <laughs> you. i actually tried to curl mine up before the show but i don't have any other <laughs> but off to get how to get grooming tips and what kind of whack yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the opening scene a few times and uh we won't go into what happens because you want people to see it but did that did that um have any was there any issues with that first scene when you were going to get into festivals oh yeah i don't know it's that's i mean that might, might be a possibility i don't think you're ever going to know uh what the maybe not so much why. with festivals but maybe like yeah. it's, uh, other theaters from that program. yeah and eric eric and london could answer that question a little better uh because they were um, a lot more in charge of of taking care of the promotions outside of uh, the shoot you know once we were done in post oh apparently we were banned in pakistan so yeah when i'd london on i asked them because there's there could be several different reasons why you'd be banned in different places you know yeah there's a couple it might even just be like something more mundane just like mentioning you know uh, the devil or something you know Ooh. they're like oh we're fine with that opening scene you know it's this <laughs> other <laughs> We don't like this guy shot like women's bodies do whatever to him. <laughs> like Satan. Yeah. right that's where we draw the line yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, but that though so you get banned to pakistan and obviously you want the movie to play everywhere but i assume that's also going to be just got to be cool that you were banned somewhere well yeah, yeah all my favorite movies were banned so yeah, <laughs> yeah. that means something to me yeah no yeah. oh, clockwork orange too right yeah right. Yeah, all my all my friends that I told were like, "Oh, that's the dream! Congratulations!" Yeah. <laughs> like everybody's really proud. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm I'm just wondering how in the hell we were supposed to be playing Pakistan in the first place. Yeah, yeah. that was surprising. <laughs> wow. But I, I was surprised. I was surprised. So, yeah, yeah, you mentioned the desert. What what are some of the hardships of filming in the desert? Y'all, uh, who wants to start? <laughs> uh, well i mean it's it's hot as fuck and it's no fun like i hate the de i hate the desert you know i like the mountains <laughs> and a cool breeze but the fucking desert sucks dude but um 
It would have been nice to do it in the mountains. I think we did talk about that. I was like, oh, let me buy a cabin just so we could shoot this in the mountains instead yeah, of cool. the desert. But it, it just ended up being in August. And it's like the worst time to shoot. And, yeah. and you know, <sighs> and it those the first couple of nights, uh, for, I, I wasn't even there for those first few nights, but it was like 120 degrees and it was just really rough on, on the crew, uh, at least setting up during the day. And then at night it was a uh, hundred yeah. degrees. Um, and then it, it started cooling down a lot more later, but. Yeah, to like ninety degrees. Yeah, at night. yeah, yeah. To <laughs> That's totally nice. Yeah. So, and 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 then we, you know, we were getting back to our uh, Airbnbs. We were all sharing Airbnbs and just trading bedrooms. An actor would come in. And, oh, okay, here I'll sleep on the couch and a bit. Yeah, yeah. So and then we had two Airbnbs right next to each other, so we got to hang out. But it was like during the day, and it's fucking hundred degrees, and it's like nine a.m. We're like trying to drink a beer in the morning, you know, going, okay, let's have our beer before bed, you know. So, I was very happy to be in the wardrobe I was in for the. I heat. was actually thinking that when when they're yeah, I kind of out. Yeah, yeah in that way. Yeah, so uh, for yeah. you, it's probably better than if it was in the mountains, and it would have been like yeah, was degrees. <laughs> yeah. Super nipply. Um, uh, I, yeah, there was a, it was on, I had like a night or two off. And so I have a friend right. who lives over near Pappy and Harriet's in Pioneer Town. So I was staying with her before and on breaks. And I like sat on her covered porch and watched the rain and had a glass of wine and worked on my lines. And they were on set like monsoon, like the, the, ha the roof of the house yeah, the we were shooting. Storm. Oh, the sandstorm like ripped off. Oh, geez. I wasn't there for any of it. I came back all refreshed. Like I was, how was yeah. it? <laughs> is, it, is it called a monsoon? What the fuck is it called? No, no. The rain, rainstorm. Uh, um, it was a sandstorm. Yeah. Okay. Like a yeah. windstorm, but it was like a sand blizzard kind of like it was like kind of covered the road in certain spots. Um, I was out at the Airbnb, uh, and when me and and uh, Wes, who's one of the other actors, drove out to the set, it was like yeah, a lot of bunch of the road out there was covered in sand and stuff. Mm -hmm. and they were trying to fix the roof when we got there. Yeah, it just yeah. ripped the roof right off the house. <laughs> yeah, jeez, uh, any uh, any injuries or anything like that uh, while making the movie? People, uh, some people passed out. Uh, yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing serious. Yeah, nothing crazy. You scraped your hand. Yeah, you? I cut my hand. Oh. mosaic. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was my. That was my. I should have warned you on that because I made this oh, mosaic no. table. And yeah. His character Mason goes. Yeah, in and I actually have my notes. He's breaking everything up. Yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah, I'm so and jealous. He, <laughs> he smashes that table, and there's a really good shot where it, it cracks in half. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's one of um, the Reed characters art pieces and it was all super sharp glass on the top of it. Yeah. And I totally forgot to warn. Him. I, I, and I, yeah, I let it, I, I let it kind of it like slid a little in my hand <laughs> right through instead of just like dropping it was sort of yeah. why what happened, but um, it wasn't that bad of a, of a cut. All right. Well, that's good. And this might be a silly question, but I would assume like uh, a lot of fake blood and sand is not a good mix. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sugary fake blood, sugary fake blood, and there were like carpenter ants. Mm. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. the last the shot, ants. yeah, the yeah. just like yeah. gnarly big juicy red ants. The very last drone shot, we had to wait for morning to shoot. Oh, like, right, which is a very cool shot, by the way. But yeah, yeah, it is a cool shot. Um, we had to wait for daybreak, and so it was like, okay, the sun's coming, everybody get back into place. And then we land on the ground, and then Julie comes over and dumps more blood on us and throws <laughs> sand and rubs it all over us, yeah. refreshes all of our wounds, and we are just lying there because all you can do is lie there because that's all you can do and henry and i were lying next to each other just watching these ants like slowly yeah. come to the sugar blood <laughs> we were like don't move 
<laughs> and all, yeah, all, of the, all of the characters were still alive then too. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's. Yeah. We're just taking a nap. They were just yeah. taking a nap. Yeah. This yeah. is what you missed out on, Chuck. You missed out on some red fire ants. And- well, well, were the carpenter ants yearning to be close to you? Perhaps we were drawing them in. Yeah, it's uh, a nice way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mentioned Julie. She may be joining us. I'm not sure. But Julie Hapney, uh, I'm a big fan of hers. What was she like to work with? She was great. Um, I mean, I didn't have. I sent my minions to do most of my bidding. So uh, I didn't I personally didn't have a ton of things that I interacted uh, with her. Um, but she was my like safe person on set for a certain intense, intimate scene. Right. Uh, and with what I had to wear on my body, mm-hmm. uh, kept slipping off cause it was so hot and God bless her. She just was like right up in my parts. Like I got you girl. Just like, let's go, let's go. Just putting it back on. Um, so I <laughs> will forever love her for that. <laughs> And I, I think she did beautiful work. Like uh, yeah. all the in-camera stuff, I think is great. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, yeah, all the gore and blood look awesome. Yeah, and I've done I don't know how many twenty movies with Julie, so or oh, twenty nice. projects. So yeah, we've been friends for I don't know how many years, twelve years. Yeah. Uh, is that how she got involved uh, through uh, knowing you? Yes, yes, because um, we're all she. We're always trying to work together as much as possible. So and I'm I'm. Uh, usually able to bring her on it just depends on the project and um yeah I was, I was really happy that she said yes because um you know her, with her talent and uh, with her passion you know the main thing is passion on a low, on a low budget movie there's there wasn't money to pay people on this so uh she got a you know tiny bit but wasn't even close to the you know tens of thousands of dollars of of work that uh that she uh that went on screen and she's used to the desert she lives in vegas i think yeah she moved there a few years ago so she's getting used to it but she's a uh, she's from ohio originally and then she was in la forever so no no by the way henry do you, did you keep the mohawk uh no all right i couldn't tell because all right, all right it's really long now we sort of like ceremoniously sh- i shaved we shaved it off sort of ceremoniously after the shoot like saying goodbye to mason yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah i think it's an improvement without it i think it's a better yeah and uh, how about uh victoria she's great in the movie what was she like to work with she's lovely i had a blast with her um we did at one point i think you pointed it out but she forgot to put her contact in which is like how you know it's her Right. right and uh in she couldn't do it by herself and so we right. sat for a long time, meet her and I and Henry holding her eye open with me with the contact and her like squiggling around and me trying to get it in her eye and then helping her take it out later. Yeah. We, we bonded over me touching. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the, the character that we wrote for Victoria, we were I was wondering how how is this going to work? You know, this is this wild, uh, the wild lady from the past. And when she, when I saw her on set, I was like, "Holy shit, she is." She was scary. Yeah, it was frightening. Yeah, and really, really, she, she really, really brought it. Yeah, Yeah. she's awesome in the movie. Um, have you guys done a lot of fight scenes before? I yeah. One thing, um, Henry and I bonded over when first meeting Mm -hmm. on set was, um, having done like 
stage combat and on screen stuff. I got uh, my first project, like bigger project that got me Taft Hartley was doing stunts. So, yes. Yeah. And I have a, yeah, I have a, a little bit of experience of doing um, some fight choreography and I do uh, martial arts as well. Had you ever done a fight scene through a window before? <laughs> no, another way. First time. No, I've done two. Now you've done two. <laughs> Is it harder when it's very hot? And by the way, would you rather yeah. work in conditions that are very hot or very cold? Uh, cold. Uh, hot. I think. I guess it depends on what it is. But the doing the yeah doing the the fight scenes in the heat did make it very difficult. Um, just to make certain things work, if anything required kind of strength and doing it more than once. Um, yeah, where's he down? Yeah, like the first, you know, like we first set up first and you do a couple of takes and that's fine, but then after that, it starts to be like, oh, fuck, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm really, I can't that's breathe. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Henry, how about your big fight scene with uh, London? How, how was yeah. that? That was, uh, that yeah, that was tough. Um, that was that was a really long scene. I think we broke it up into like three sections or something, two or three sections, um, just to get through all of it smoothly um, without having to stop. Um, and it, but it was it was one of the last things we did too. I think for those fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, like, um, so did you? Since you're not in, the, you're in New York while they're making the movie. Uh, do they send you like uh, clips of the film? Like, uh, how involved are you after you know while they're filming it or after they're filming it when they're editing it? Uh, I, Christian would call me and get with updates about things that were going on and and how everything was going and and you know that that was pretty much it. Um, my understanding was they because of the the content of the film they they couldn't really be taking pictures and posting them or sending them to me. So I I really didn't see anything before uh, I saw the movie this past Friday. Oh really? So it's your first time seeing it? Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So what did did you think? Did you see it at home or did you see it in the theater? Uh, There's a small theater in Brooklyn called uh, Film Noir Cinema. And uh, he likes to run a lot of, you know, random stuff. And he agreed to show the film. And um, yeah, it was great. Uh, I was very happy with the way it turned out. Um. Uh, you know, all, all I watch is pretty much these, you know, 70s, 80s Italian exploitation movies. Right. And it really came across like one of those. So I was very happy with it. You know, your uh, Hannah, your outfit reminded me a lot of something out of a Jean Roland film. Oh, thank you. I, I was like, this is awesome. You know, this is like all of my favorite movies rolled oh, into one. That's so great. Yeah, going, um, I had a lot of, they, we all collaborated on her wardrobe. Initially, it's the sparkly thing you see me in later. And I was like, I can't take myself seriously in this for that long. Like, I think we could save it. And I think it works perfectly for the other scene. But we went through a lot of different iterations of what she should wear. And I was the most happy about, well, the cape and also the like superwoman superhero underwear I got to wear. Okay. I was like, granny panties. Huh. <laughs> I'm on board. Um, but yeah, it was the I think the hardest thing about it was uh, my mic. The pack had to be in my boot and then the wire had to run up my side. So uh, La Lanre, 
Yeah. Um, bless him. Every day I would just be like, tape me up. He <laughs> <laughs> was like very respectful, but right. yeah. Did you keep the wardrobe? I have my cape still, and I've been able to use it in other things since, which is great. <laughs> um, uh, the boots I brought in, and then I have all the superwoman granny panties still. The uh, dress I didn't keep because it was pretty haggard by the end. Yeah. <laughs> it took um, me a few days before I even knew that uh, how see-through it was. I was like, wait, holy crap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which is which I kind of liked about it is you're yeah. like, yeah. what? what? Oh, <laughs> I did not know. Okay. Yes. And there you are. Yeah, it's like a magic eye. Yeah. It's like you have to focus. Right. <laughs> Henry uh, might have had trouble focusing. <laughs> they had a they had a bit of a showman's on this movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's oh, it well, blossomed. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're engaged. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, congratulations. Oh, wow. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Mazel tov. Thanks. So you're, you're, you're good with him losing the Mohawk then too, Hannah? I was a little, I think I was more sad than you were. Oh, yeah. Okay. I really yeah. liked it, but Henry's hair is, grows like magic. He can kind of do whatever he wants with it. So it can always come back, right? Totally, yeah. 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 You never know. yeah. I change it a lot. All right. When uh when I had London on, he talked about uh, I think it was a person who owned the Airbnb was like was on was like around while you're filming it. So <laughs> any stories there? Uh I had the absolute joy of never having to shoot inside. Right. All my yeah, okay. stuff was outside, <laughs> which is great. Um I didn't really interact with her much. She came and kind of watched a couple of scenes when we were shooting. Mm -hmm. Um I think she maybe London may have said this, but like she had a little trouble with like the the keep your animals in one area. No, thing. he was like we'd be shooting and like an animal would just like wander onto yeah, set. Yeah, a few dogs. <laughs> yeah, she had yeah. some dogs. Um, I don't know. I didn't really interact with her that much. Yeah, me neither. No, I I did for sure. Like I, even on the first day or. I spent hours and hours with her and I, especially on the first time we were like, okay, we need to bring a 12 pack for her. And then, Oh, for sure. And like some cigarettes. Yeah. Cigarettes, yeah. And 12 pack. And so yeah. um, then on the final day when we were just cleaning up after our, after we had already shot and slept, uh, I spent a few hours with her or at least an hour just shooting the shit. And she's an old veteran and just kind of a desert rat and yeah. uh, lots of stories. She's really cool. Her name is Holly and hopefully we can have a screening and get her out here. Yeah. That's why I, I was wondering if she ever got to see a movie. I think yeah, that'd be she's really super cool. rad. And I, she just updated me too, uh, that she said that uh, she got all of her, like finally she was waiting on military pension plans and all this stuff. So she, she just bought a new car. She put on a new roof. <laughs> like super happy and naturally yeah so things oh, are going well for her which is thanks good. for sharing that that's and nice it was it was really dark a dark time when we left her because it's like well your roof we 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 had to because the whole tar part of flew off and we weren't there for it but when we got there we're like holy fuck dude the whole fucking all the roof came off and uh so we just we actually had to chop it up because it was too heavy it stuck together we chopped it up and then uh, just dragged it off and um getting started piecing it back on later on but yeah it was a little she was a little depressed when we left you know she was like i don't know how i'm gonna get my roof back on yeah well, i'm glad the things are looking up for yeah that's cool yeah, yeah. and uh, i was waiting for her to come on but in case she doesn't uh what was it like to work with maya and it's a very physical role for her 
Yeah, it was a really yeah. physical role. Um, I mean, you got to you got to kick her ass a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I got to no, kick was, her ass uh, a little bit. <laughs> no, Maya was great. She was. She was uh, great. Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah. That's how you guys bonded. You both beat up Maya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like kicking Maya's ass. Am I right? Yeah. Um, no, yeah, she was lovely. She was very, so sweet, super enthusiastic. Um, she showed up every day yeah. with like a ton of energy whenever, you know, we were doing other each other's sides. We were every actor was there giving it to, you know, to the other one. So they had their their good screen time. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, our fight scene was really fun too. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to watch. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like her and I just like zoned in and got it done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's coming on in two minutes. She said, "Oh, great. oh okay, yeah. oh, perfect." Oh, so, uh, so. waiting for. Uh, I want to know, uh, Chuck. So when you watch her for the first time, like you know the script and everything, but uh, what did you think of like the the score and the music choices? Because I think has uh, some cool uh, music in the movie. Oh, yeah. And again, it, it just reminded me of the Italian movies, you know, it, it had that vibe, uh, the, the 80s synth thing. You know, I just uh, I kept thinking of, you know, Bruno Mattei, you know, a Strike Commando or something like that with the, the score. And I, I thought it was really cool. It worked, you know, and it, and it added to the effect of the film. Yeah. And I liked uh, some of the pleasant music, like uh, during the montage with London May and then the, the final credits score. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I always kind of like that the the contrast of like some pleasant music in in a, like a in a, a vicious movie. Oh yeah, definitely can add a lot, and and it's fun to play around with the moods and and tones that way. You know, uh, you know, I I guess Tarantino's like really known for doing that sort of thing, you know, using songs that are, that are opposite of what's going on, that sort of thing. Yeah, juxtaposing yeah. what you're right. seeing, like stuck in the middle with you, right? Well, like getting the ears. <laughs> So, uh, who got to go see the movie uh, when it was on the festival scene? Uh, Hank and I went to Spain. Yeah. For yeah. Oh, Tell wow. us about that Spain. Sweet. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, yeah, the uh, the suggest uh, like horror and fantasy film festival. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a cool. huge festival. Yeah. Yeah, someone we were take, we all sort of taking a stroll afterwards. It, it showed in an old uh, butcher, in a, yeah. like a slaughterhouse. Oh, really? That's, uh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, someone just randomly on the street was like, "You guys, you are Sitges. You are the spirit of Sitges." And we were like, "That's all. That's all I needed here for this." <laughs> How was that? Was, that first. That was our hello. first. Hi, Maya. Hey, Maya. Hey. Hey, everybody. Long time. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry I had to come late. That's okay. It's, well, at least you're here. So, yeah, we were just talking about the festival uh, runs. Before we get to your festival run, uh, Maya, how did you get involved in the movie and what interested you? Mm, so, it was on Actors Access. That's when I saw it. And to be honest, I had been doing a lot of drama and sad, like romantic comedies or whatnot. And um, I, it really excited me that there's SFX and blood and thrill. So I was like, you know what? Let me try this out. So it was my first ever horror movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, when you uh, auditioned, like, do you remember what scene it was for? Yes. Um, my audition scene, I had two. One was when I had just gotten stabbed and I see Reed. I'm banging on his door. It's the screaming. And then the second one was when Reed, which I actually don't know if you guys see the scene, 
Reed and I have a, a deep talk about his personal life. Uh, how about you? How about your festival? Did you get to go to, uh, see Night of the Bastard at a, at a festival? You know, I haven't been lucky enough to be able to watch anything yet. Oh, you haven't even seen it yet. I haven't seen no. it. Yet? Oh, wow. No. Even not. Chuck's seen it. He's in New York. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Maya, <laughs> I'm just going to have, I'm going to throw my projector in the backyard and you come over and I'll we'll have some people come. Yeah. I know. That's the plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. It's real. <laughs> All right. And uh, how about some of the, because we were talking earlier about uh, your fight scenes and that's how uh, mm -hmm. you know, Hannah and Henry, they, they, they bonded over beating you up apparently. So uh, <laughs> well, but, just kidding. But, I love uh, that. I'm so <laughs> glad I could bring <laughs> uh, Had you done like any like uh, fight scenes before this? I've done some stunt work. Um, I was a spy at one point, but I'd have to say Hannah and I's fight scene was probably my favorite. We really yeah. went at it yes so it's very enjoyable i don't know i think i'm like a little deranged in my head because i like when i get bloody dirty messy beat bruised i feel the best when that happens mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so never, never doing a horror movie before was there anything in the script that had like you question like maybe i don't want to do this or were you just you know what let's do this it'd be something different not at all i remember on the audition it was a uh, in tape or the callback it was in person and um london asked multiple times are you comfortable with x amount are you comfortable with x-rate are you comfortable with and i was like yeah, sign me up i'm ready so uh yeah no there's nothing that i was afraid of uh, i was very excited to deep into or uh, to take a deep dive in Kira's mind but um yeah and how about london himself because you know most of your not all your scenes but a lot most of your scenes are uh, with him mm-hmm so uh, sorry, was there like was chemistry the right away? Well, what did you think about working with him? You know, it's always fun meeting different people and there's always different walks of life and seeing where people come from. I think that we had two very different styles, but hopefully people enjoyed watching that on screen. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Christian, did you get to see the movie at a festival? I did. I got to go. I, I went to the uh, Sin City in Las Vegas and they were oh, great, cool. great folks uh, having us. And, um, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to see it on the screen for the first time. And I was like, oh, wow. OK, that's OK. And, you know, that first time seeing it, I'm like, all right, it came so out. That was your first time right, seeing you know? the movie, too, was at the festival. Yeah, you hadn't seen yeah, like I wasn't involved in the post. I, I've been uh, busy all year uh, on other stuff. But um, and then I just saw it again. I just rented it on Amazon myself. I just wanted to, to see it uh, uh, late at night. I was like. I had a few beers and I was like, wow, oh, wow. I, I loved it even more the second time. I was, I was really impressed. And, you know, I, that, that, that first time you see it in front of an audience um, is always like, oh man, are they actually reacting to this? Or do they like it? You know, I've had those times where I've seen, I've shown a film at two different festivals in two different nights. And one night I hated my life and I, I not I to laugh like, at hating your life. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I cannot, I cannot believe I hated this experience sitting with this audience. The next night, it was like the most euphoric experience with an audience. You know, it's like so. As a filmmaker, it's always like really scary to see it with with a crowd, and um, so yeah. But yeah, it, the, the crowd re reacted well. It's just it was just within me. You know, yeah, I I would definitely think it's a movie that would play well with with an audience, and I think like yeah. a film festival audience, they would be really into a movie like this. Like you said, like a seventies exploitation film. 
Yeah. Like that, that would be like the audience for it. Just a little, just like uh, Once in Future Smash, your movie, Neil. You know, yeah, I saw it in at uh in Yeah, LA. that, that was definitely the best screen. Uh well, all the screens been cool, but the screening in LA was uh was a really special uh experience. Yeah. yeah but I, I understand being very nervous. Uh we uh premiered at, at Fright Fest in London and I had never seen uh I've seen sh- a short that I'm in, but I've never seen a feature that I'm in and produced with people and so i was like i don't know like are they gonna hate it or is anyone gonna show up that was more uh i was worried about how was I, your experience hannah i don't know if they've already divulged in that but since you guys went to the big one and seeing it yeah well and we didn't even like um uh henry has some family over there so it was sort of like oh, oh you may as well like i can i took had a little time off work and it just kind of lined up and we were like should we just go um it was it was interesting because in this, uh the for whatever reason last minute the sub the Catalonian yeah, subtitles were working. Uh Catalan and Spanish subtitles and that and didn't work, no. so there were no subtitles. So So we sold it out. Yeah. We sold our the space we were showing and sold out, but uh, and I think maybe four people walked out probably because they were like, I don't know what's going on, but everyone else, like regardless of the language barrier, anytime there was gore, everyone was like, yeah, yeah. So it was a weird first audience experience because they weren't reacting to anything that we were saying was less good acting then, right? Action and gore. Yeah. But they would just like applauding for it. All the like, yeah, everything. They were super into it. Um, yeah, it's always, I think it normally, I don't know, same, like watching yourself, you're like, Ooh, why do I talk like that? Mm-hmm. But, um, I think because I had to dye my hair, I, I felt like one step removed from seeing myself normally. Uh, so I had an easier time watching myself on camera for maybe that reason. I don't know why, but it's fun. It was fun. I wish you could have gone my <laughs> next time. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> did the did the the ending scene did it get a big cheer for that one moment uh yeah right yeah yeah even though like i obviously with context i think even with the language barrier people were putting it together yeah, but exactly. yeah everyone's like and we've watched it now we had like a little hangout um on the opening night with some friends so like it's been fun watching it with like different groups of friends mm-hmm. small groups of people yeah. and seeing what they're most like what they're quiet for and what they're cringy for and but the and then them like putting the whole plot thing together by the end they're like damn it (laughs) i love that i love that and it got it got a lot of buzz at the the festivals i know there was a buzz for it at fright fest and then you guys won awards at different things and julie won award for um for for the effects a lot of times so uh how important is the festival run that is uh well that's the, <laughs> the first fun you're you're gonna have with the movie so i uh and it's amongst your peers and your contemporary films and so though that's that's the fun it's like going around the circuit with uh your film and seeing the same people or seeing the same films and you and the camaraderie uh of building new friendships and meeting just meeting random strangers and, and talking about your film um I, it's i don't know it's a blast it's it, it doesn't get old yeah it doesn't get old and winning awards at you know as as a awardee kind of you know punk rock we 
don't you know awards are not cool no, no awards are super fun super, they're always yeah I, I anytime you get them it's the best you know it's yeah like, they're ah. not important until you win them then it's like oh yeah that's really cool <laughs> yeah. i have a couple over here <laughs> behind me, so yeah yeah and you know you may not even feel like you deserve it sometimes like i'm not saying about this movie but in general but you're like but oh, i still got it you know <laughs> put it on my shelf that's pretty cool uh Maya, you weren't here when we were talking about actually filming in the desert. Uh was that hard for you filming in the heat and the sand? Oh, I remember so I had actually I had assume yes with a big sigh like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had COVID. And so it was getting over COVID and studying the script and literally testing negative, I think like two days before shooting, but still feeling a little wonky. And only having, I think we only had about 10 days to prepare and then to shoot in the desert. The first two days were a bit gruesome, but again, like I'm more of a methody actor, actor, so I enjoyed feeling exhausted because I feel exhausted. I'm on my last leg throughout the entire film. So I didn't have to pull much for my imagination. Right. Um, so the COVID yeah. was a blessing. Yeah. In a sense, you know, the breathing and the, like <laughs> that was real. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it was and a yeah, good when time. You, when I when I found out you had COVID, it was maybe well, I think a week or something. But it, it was a false negative, or was it real? Oh no, it was real. I lost a lot of jobs that week, and uh, I remember calling sobbing and being like, "I don't know what to do," yeah, and, and I just tested every single day. And you and London were in a lot of rehearsals, uh, I I remember. And then yeah, he, I, he calls me and he's like, oh dude, what the hell should we do? And I'm like, okay, well, you have a few options. We delay the movie or we recast her. And I, I'm like, we should And we had like five her. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, because if, if she just uh, turned positive today, uh, we are screwed and we're not going to be able to shoot the movie uh, in the next few days. So I would recast her. And luckily he did not because you were the... You were the best person for the job, and he he. I, I had never seen anything from you, Maya, but I was voting against you <laughs> just because I'm like the movie first. I don't, I don't know this chick, but the movie first. We got to make it. No, I totally understand, but it worked yeah. out. It worked out. Um, so definitely, yeah. I added a scare, a pre a prequel scare <laughs> to the movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> since since you've not yeah. done horror movies before, I assume you're not work with like a lot of fake blood and like a romantic comedy I, I don't know but oh my goodness so i one of my favorite scenes oh my gosh happy hey, julie hey <laughs> good to see you <laughs> i'm on oh, just about to talk about your sfx <laughs> yeah, okay this is yes. perfect timing yeah <laughs> my favorite scene to shoot was when we were doing the staples and also when i was like pulling the wound because we had and julie could describe it better than me but um we had like a tube in my pants and everything and just so much gallons of blood were squirting everywhere which i loved but yeah it was a very fun shower time when i just saw all of the i felt like carrie in the movie all of the blood just coming down washing oh, away yeah your, your guys' shower was disgusting <laughs> I think I think I had to help clean it at the end of while we were running out of the Airbnb. <laughs> Yeah, especially with Wes. Yeah, Wes was just oh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julie, how did you get involved in uh, Night uh, Night of the Bastard? 
Christian and Chuck, they wrote an amazing screenplay and Christian was like, you got to do this. And I was like, all right, I love it. I want to do it. <laughs> so there was a lot of blood in the movie. So d- d- this may be a silly question, but do you like, do you bring the blood with you when you get to, when you're there? Or? Yeah. Um, well, I, I bring everything. I bring a few gallons to start with, and then I bring all the materials I need to make more blood because oh, I like to, to make, make it, it like the night before. So yeah. that especially when I'm like dumping it like all over people, they're eating it. It's in their eyeballs. Like it needs to be clean. Like I, I don't want to use like blood that, that's you know I <laughs> made two weeks ago and be like, here, this is for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> How does the blood taste, by the way, for people who got it in their mouth? <laughs> yeah, a little yeah wintergreen kind of thing. Kind of <laughs> Yeah, I had I recently when I was in LA with fake, and she told me not Julie, but someone else told me it was like, oh, it's mint flavored, and so it didn't didn't taste bad. But then I actually got some around my eyes, and was a it didn't burn, but it was a weird experience, kind of like uh, like getting menthol in your eyes, basically. You're talking Mm. about Ben Nye blood. Ben Nye blood, I believe, is one of the only ones off the shelf that has um, the mint flavor to it. My blood doesn't have flavoring because I don't add any of the chemicals or additives. So mm-hmm. mine kind of tastes like nothing. Right. <laughs> it, 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 I must have been thinking of another time I was drenched in Ben Nye blood then. Cause I'm like, Minty, yeah. that's what I associate with fake blood. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's the I, cheapest blood you can buy off the shelf. Yeah. And it I works. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Julie, do you want to give us your blood formula? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I have to say your blood is very dark and it's a uh, gruesome looking. Yeah. It's, I mean, literally I use, um, like depending on budgetary, um, how much money I have, it's like, Methicel, um, corn syrup sometimes, glycerin, and depending on how I want the blood to look. And then I use food colorings. Um, a lot of the magic of what I do, there's a chemical reaction that I do that involves certain things. It doesn't really have to deal with the actual product itself, like the ingredients, but there's something I do to it that makes it not stain and that makes it um, act a certain way. And that I won't reveal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's everything, you know, it's all edible. It's food-based, super safe. You can squirt it in people's eyes. It doesn't sting. Doesn't feel great, but you know, doesn't sting. <laughs> and uh, you said depending like the budget and everything. Uh, how about like um, okay, so a lot of this movie's outside. Does that does that uh, alter what how you're going to make the blood? Uh, well, what, budget. So the cheapest way to do it is corn syrup. The thing when you do corn syrup blood is that um, bugs love corn syrup blood. And the That's, other thing is corn yeah, syrup blood the is more really big fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but when you're using gallon after gallon, you, I mean, that's with a movie like this, like my total budget, I, I want to say for principal photography, I had a $5,000 budget. And then for everything we did in the seventies, the flashback, my total budget was $600. That being said, I did not get paid. I did not get paid for this movie. I did it for free. Um, the only, all the money went on the screen. And then, um, I also used a ton of my own materials. So I probably invested close to two or $3,000 of my own stuff into the movie. So I think like reasonable, we can say that this one was probably done for less than $8,000 is what my total cost for everything you see on screen effects wise. But it probably would have been a hundred thousand if it was. uh, Yes. Um, Yeah. A real, a real budget to paying. Well, I mean, even my rate is around a thousand dollars a day and up. So like that in itself with 11 days, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Maya Maya hasn't seen it yet, but uh, have you seen the movie, Julia? (laughs) Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw it. The first time I saw it was in Las Vegas, where I live. I know there was like uh, one of the guys who worked on this. He was on your show when he had a, I don't know, misunderstanding. I don't live in San Diego. I live in Las Vegas, just to get that clear. Um, but yeah, uh, the first time I saw it was in Las Vegas. And then as soon as it came out, I watched it the night that it came out on Amazon. And I think I've watched it one more time. 
Oh, so, so I've seen it three times. Uh, you didn't get to see it at, at a festival? Did you get it to see it at a festival? Well, yeah, in Vegas. Uh, in the Vegas, one that okay. I won the trophy at. <laughs> yeah. Where is your trophy? I, I, I assume you don't carry it with you, but yes, where, you do you have no. a special place for your trophy? It's in the hat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. Um, no, it's at home. <laughs> I'm in LA right now. I'm at work because I'm always at work. <laughs> right. All right. So, Same. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. where can people see uh, Night of the Bastard right now? It is currently on uh, a, on uh, Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, Xbox, Vudu, Apple something, wherever and wherever Apple, uh, Apple something, yeah, Apple something, something Prime. specific term. Wherever you wherever you VOD, I don't really VOD. I, I don't. I have a giant collection of discs here. So, uh, but I I did VOD it on Prime the other day. Mm-hmm. Where could people like us? Uh, you could probably just put in Dying of the Bastard and you probably can find this easy. Yeah. But wh- is there a website or some people could find, you know, I'll look up to see like uh, where they can get it. Yeah, it, I think it's um, I think it's night of the bastard dot com um, and uh, and black vortex dot com uh, black black vortex cinema dot com is my website. And I think I have I, I don't know if I have any links there, but I'll have to post some. Any chance of a physical release or a VHS release? Uh, I think I, I think we've heard something like that. Did we not? Did we not? Um, I, I don't know. I think there is. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think uh, something about physicals coming down the road. So. Yeah, uh, I'm, which I'm excited about. I, I have. A, yeah, I heard VHS and Blu-ray. I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, Julie, what was the hardest scene to pull off, uh, gore-wise? Uh, I would say the opening one, uh, the the baby kill, that one. Right. And the reason why, unfortunately, we had no we had no sources of heat. Like even the house we were filming in, they had all the windows open because they were running um, electrical wires through it. And so, and I, what was it like twenty degrees? And so my blood was freezing. I had no way to keep things flowing. And I mean, even we were all kind of like huddled around this um, like trash can fire outside, but there was no way to get warm. It was it was really bad that part, and so because of that, my effects, you know, they suffered because I wasn't able to have a, a nice warm place to keep blood. And then also too, like it coagulates, it gets thicker with the cold. And so what I normally do is I would keep all nor on a normal film shoot, you have like a base camp where there would be you know heat, or if it's an extreme cold or an extreme hot thing, like you would have like an air conditioned spot. And so. Um, whichever way it rolls, I would keep my blood in that area. But on this show, we didn't have that area. So I was just hoping and crossing my fingers that the, the blood worked. And then also too, like we had no time. We shot all of that in one night and literally the entire like 1970s, like all of that stuff was shot in one night. And I mean, it's without some all-stars like Hannah is such an all-star. She brought so much to this show and just her attitude. She had such a wonderful attitude and some of us, myself included, didn't necessarily have the best time working it just because of the conditions. The conditions, they were, they were rough, um, but w- wonderful cast. Like everybody that's on this right now is just such a wonderful person. Like you're all my favorites. I wish that Eric was here too, um, because he's simply fabulous. Um, and it, it was such a, a wonderful group of people. And we all really cared so much about what we were doing that we just tried our best. And, but it was still really rough. I mean, it is what it is. But I think, too, like it pulls through when you watch it. You're like, oh, my God, this is like crazy. And I think it added to, you know, making it a wonderful horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, would say, I think everyone was really passionate and that same. We were all just like, let's make some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. 
So Maya, now you said you you didn't work in horror movies before, but are you a horror movie fan? Yeah, you know, honestly, my heart is in passion and acting, but if you're about to quiz me, I absolutely suck no, at like, remembering anything. <laughs> <laughs> However, one of the things that I did to get in character, I remember driving to rehearsal with Hannah in London every day was uh 28 days later is my favorite horror film and that soundtrack is my favorite soundtrack so i would always play that or if like we were in a break um filming that the that song was playing the theme song specifically my, so that set the tone for me i love to hear that this the, i listened to the wicked soundtrack from the musical oh, i would really? just like like because she's a witch and so i would just like weren't get all my vocal warm-ups from like singing defying gravity on my way yes. hey i love hearing that you were listening to 20 days later because i was listening <laughs> chuck, chuck, that. Uh, what chuck what were you listening to while we were writing oh man i don't remember probably some black metal or something yeah no i'm trying to remember too shit oh, well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i hope you say like hansen or something like you know, I, oh man, fuck, because we've written so many damn things. Like, I'll change hey. it. Sometimes it, I might have been like funk and disco on this one. I don't remember. I think I was listening to a lot of MC412. Like, this, this, they're a Norwegian uh, industrial, black industrial group. Okay. Like, noise and black metal mixed together. Yeah. Well, now we have to know, Henry, what were you listening to? <laughs> um, I guess. I was listening to like a lot of L7 and uh, Circle Jerks uh, on the way <laughs> that to for you. set, just trying to kind of get pumped up and get my get, energy get up for the night. Right. <laughs> and uh, Julie, do you listen to anything uh, when you're getting ready to make your blood? I do. Um, ironically, I, I usually throw in House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack oh. and I rock out to Pussy Liquor. That's my favorite song on the soundtrack. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen, <laughs> I've seen videos of you on your Facebook singing uh, songs from. Um, it's also got Bill Mosley. I forget. I forget the name escapes me at the moment, but it's the, uh, the Repo the Genetic Opera. Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dave Bailey in the yeah. chat says, uh, "Hell yeah!" Twenty eight days later, rocks. <laughs> so he's he's in agreement with Maya. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the movie you can go on get on v- VOD Night of the Bastard. Did Night of the Bastard was there any uh, problems with the name, like as far as uh, festivals or getting it out there on any websites? I think Facebook I, that you can't use it apparently. I haven't heard of any. I know. Um, I think we. I think uh, London and Eric uh, they wanted to keep the title under wraps just to kind of keep it safe and not really reveal what we were what kind of a movie we were doing to some uh, companies that we were renting from just to make it seem a little more respectable but um other than that i haven't heard of any issues. yeah then they would watch it and see the opening scene and the yeah, exactly. very respectable movie but yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean when we saw the listing online it was marlin so oh, it wasn't yeah, even yeah. night of the bastard yeah so that was like very under wraps yeah i remember reading the script and being like yeah i was like why is it called the turtle like what what where's the connection and then i I got it (laughs) i was really happy to see at the end you know no animals were hurt because i was concerned for the turtle yeah did julie yeah yeah we won't talk about uh, what happens uh with the turtle no no no. uh, yeah yes but no spoilers no, no turtles were harmed 
Yeah. <laughs> this is not cannibal holocaust it is oh. always weird to me that uh and i'm the same way but if you watch a horror movie you're fine with everyone getting murdered but if if you know an animal's in danger you're like whoa wait a minute we don't want anything to happen yeah. to the, the colonel yeah. it's so true it's so true because animals are pure mm-hmm. we love them yeah. yeah the the marlin character is actually a, a turtle that uh, my um i had bought it i bought my girlfriend at the time about 10 12 years ago a turtle and uh she named it marlin and um Mar- it was actually marlene at first and then she found out it was a male and then uh he became our best buddy and he became like he was my my closest pal uh, and anytime i was riding uh i would ha- let him hang out and i actually got to babysit him for after we had broken up i was you know she uh, my ex, uh, she let me uh, watch him for a few months while she's transitioning and do a new house. And so he just would hang out with me. I let him crawl around the place. We'd take him to parks and shit, let him climb trees. But he would walk up my leg, walk up my all the way up my chest, walk up to the back of my neck and start pawing at the top of my head <laughs> while I'm riding. And so I would just set him on top of my head <laughs> and he would just sit there and rub his fingers in my hair for like a half an hour straight. And I could I'd just be like sit straight up and just write and so uh i figured that would be the best way to uh to make the reed character likable because he's not yeah, you very... can't dislike a man with a turtle yeah yeah he's not uh he's kind of a gruff character and so that was the you know kind of the save the cat books you know or you know the give give somebody a a, a pet or or something to help the little lady across the street or something right at the beginning to make sure that at the very least uh even if he is kind of a dick uh especially to uh Maya's character uh you already kind of like him mm. yeah. you already kind of like him yeah my brother has a as a tortoise and I believe when they got at him and his girlfriend they had to uh you had to will it to somebody because it lives like 150 years so I'm a- yeah yeah all right so uh this has been very fun um is there any uh what is everyone working on currently and where can they follow you we'll start with christian here and we'll go around okay um uh you can follow me at blackvortexcinema.com or acronomicon just search my name uh i'm the the one from la christian ackerman there's lots of them out there but um and then uh i just what am i doing i just finished a movie that I can't talk about yet. Um, and I'm still kind of finishing that. I have another one called Fear of the Night uh, that I uh, line produced, uh, directed by Neil LeBute that I did last year. Um, shit. Dude. Oh, I have a, another movie that just finally, fi- like a five years ago movie that just finished. Flying, last and that flying in right now. And that, oh, she's going up. <laughs> and uh, so either way, uh, let's go to Maya because Maya has to go. Yeah, All right, Maya, Maya real Maya. quick. Where can people follow you and what are you working on? You can follow me at Haya Maya or Haya Period Maya for Instagram. And I'm working on a lot of projects because I also work on crew side and produce um, as well as. Sorry, I have to go. But, All right, no problem. Uh, Thank you for joining so us. <laughs> through the stars, I guess that's another one to look forward to. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, Maya. <laughs> My brother is actually in the chat room. He wants to know what kind of uh, uh, turtle or tortoise it was. That was a red-eared slider on, in the movie, and the original, uh, what he's based on is a red-eared slider. Yeah. Huh? Maybe he can let, Troy will let me know what uh, what kind his is. I forget. And it's a similar story. I think they either thought it was a female and it ended up being a male, or they thought it was a male and it ended up being a female. Yeah. I'm not exactly Yeah, the, the, it was a female to- uh, turtle 
but uh, we named it a, a boy name. Yeah. Just, we named it after my my little boy. All right. Yeah, my brother was the same way. Uh, Hannah, what are you working on currently and where can people follow you? Um, I have a new horror project in the works uh, as well with a dear friend of mine, Jason Zumwalt. Cool, witchy, psychedelic horror that we're working on uh, getting everybody together for. So that's exciting. Um, more witchy things to come. Um, Chuck, and Chuck and I really like witchy things, by the way. That's all we. Oh, write, great! So just, so, just so you know, I'll send it over. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if you need yes. help, I'm, I'll I'll help on set. Whatever you guys need. Oh, cool. Awesome. Sending it your way. Uh, and um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm not on social media. You can find me lurking on Reddit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How about yourself, Henry? Um, I uh, have a documentary I made um, oh, cool. uh, about this band, uh, Skating Polly, that um, should have a Blu-ray sometime soon. Um, and uh, I'm uh, Mixmaster H without the vowels on uh, Instagram and Twitter, MXMSTRH. Uh, if you want to follow me there. All right. Chuck. Yes. Uh, I'm on Instagram as uh, at Chuck Foster, Peter Ayuda. Uh, Peter Ayuda is the group I have with my wife. We play really bizarre uh, electronic music. Um, kind of a blend of noise and uh, psychedelic electronics, I guess. Um, and uh, so we just had a new album come out. Uh, it got posted everywhere today. Uh, so Pete Ayuda Afterlife. Oh, cool. And we, the reason I'm bringing that up is that we were actually just asked to do a soundtrack for a short film. And so we recorded that, mixed that down. We're going to get that out soon. Uh, I'm also working on a biography of a, a New York City filmmaker. So that should be coming down the works soon, hopefully through Black Vortex. Yeah, Chuck and I are, are going to be putting out some some books this year. So uh, that's a part of what our we're trying to figure out what we're doing the rest of the year. And that's one of the the big goals to be putting out his book. And um, I don't know, whatever else comes along. <laughs> All right. And real quick, before we get to Julia, my brother says his is a marginated tortoise. And it was how and then when they found it was female, it was and now it's Hallie. Ah, uh, okay. I knew it was a yeah. similar story. Though. Yeah, you just take, yeah, you just take yeah. the take a little bit off, and you can still keep name it the same thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Julie, where can people follow you, and what are you working on currently? So I've been on a show for the last six months, but I can't say what it is All because right. it's one of those big budget union things where I'm working on the lot. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. um, Other than that, I have what do I have coming out? I still have Bloodthirst coming out in 2023, which is a vampire movie with Robert Lasardo and Tara Reid. I have Natty Knox coming out, which is going to be like, oh man, I'm so excited for that. We got Robert England, we got uh, Bill Mosley, we got Daniel Harris, and directed by Dwight Little, who did Halloween Four. Um, he's, I mean, it's this has got to be like my biggest, biggest hit because I have all the the top, you know, pieces in play on this one. <laughs> So I'm probably like the most excited for that. And oh my goodness, working with Robert England and Bill Mosley, like those two guys are just unbelievable, like unbelievable in every way. Um, and where to yeah. find me if you're going to be in Vegas in February, um, I'll have a booth at the Days of the Dead convention. Oh, I believe cool. it is February 16th, 17th and 18th. It's whatever that weekend huh. is. That ends um, the day before my birthday on the 19th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy early birthday in case. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I might have I'm to join Facebook. you. 
I might have to join you, Julie. I, I was just looking at that uh, the other Today's day. Days of the Dead? Hmm, Days of the Dead. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got a hotel room for the whole weekend there. So, I okay. mean, I'm going to be signing autographs. I plan on doing DVD or demos. Um, I'll do a demo on Saturday and then a demo on Sunday. Okay. Um, and then I have, I'm the designer of Papa Noel for the band Ghost. Uh, the makeup for Papa Noel. Oh, and so um, I'll have like action figures. They produce these action figures. So I'll be hawking those and selling those off. Um, yeah. And then I'm on Facebook. Uh, Julie with an I. Julie had me at Facebook. And then technically I'm on Instagram. I need to get a little bit better at using it, but it's also Julie had me at Huh? Instagram. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you can check out a really cool long interview with Julie here on Without Your Head. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, thanks, everyone, for doing this. This was really fun. And everyone check out Night of the Bastard. I really dug it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you so much, Neil. This has been awesome. And it's always great to talk to you. And, 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 and thank you for everything you do for us horror kids. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for, for having us. It's great to see thanks. everybody, too. And it's really nice yeah. to meet you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank of you, course. Everybody. Thanks for doing it. I didn't All recognize right. you, Henry, with the mustache. I was like, you got the curly like... mustache. I'm, tr I'm, tr I'm trying to copy it. And, uh, it looks bad. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I'm going to play this music out. Um, you can say for it if you want. You don't have to. But uh, we've got uh, the tomb of Nick Cage. We'll be playing us out here. Uh, our music of the month. All right. I'm going to get this ready. I should have had it ready. <laughs> it's very uh very professional here. Alright, here we go. There we go.
God damn. Hell yeah. I'm a Hell fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. That I think my, uh, yeah. I think my, uh, <laughs> that's red. I'm all messed up here. But anyway, thanks again, everybody. There, oh, there we go. All yeah, right. Th- thank cool. you, Neil. I was listening to uh, your Kyoto brothers a little about half half of it last night. Oh, that's a really fun interview. Yeah. 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 Man, you have, I don't know how, how you have us peasants on. You have all these great guests. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>